hello, and welcome back to Between the Sundays, uh, a conversation designed to help us extend Sundays into the week mm-hmm. uh, here at Generations Church. I'm joined today by Pastor Madeline, who hey, is our G-Kids pastor, and Pastor Aaron, who's our associate pastor. How's it going? And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, some of the things that we've we've been doing, the, the services the last mm-hmm. few weeks. We just finished a series uh, of sermons on Sunday of this mm-hmm. past week. Uh, called What's Next. It was really how we came out of Easter. Uh, we were talking about, you know, Easter Sunday, and then what do you do after Easter? What What's next? And the resurrection is what we celebrate, and mm-hmm. then and then where do we go from there? And so we really talked about, kind of through the lens of our church, what are some of those next steps for followers of Jesus Christ, but even for those people that maybe aren't in a relationship with Him yet? And so we started a few weeks ago, we talked about, like, God really does want you to know him. Yeah. Like it's not just mm-hmm. and and I, when I say this phrase like sometimes people may get a little bit uncomfortable. Like it's not, it's more than just praying a sinner's prayer. Like that mm-hmm. if you ask Christ to forgive your sins and to be the Lord of your life, like that's what you need. Yeah. You know, that, that it's like heaven's available to you now. But I believe that if that was all there was that the moment you prayed that prayer, he'd take you straight to heaven. Like yeah. we're living here, so what does he want? He wants us to have a relationship with him and talk yeah. to him and live on purpose, and so we talked about that a few weeks ago, and then uh, two Sundays ago. So when we're filming this, just a little over a week, week and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Aaron, you preached, yeah, and uh, you spoke that day on finding community. This yeah. idea within our church, where we talk about like we we think it's really important not to live in isolation. Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to live in relationship. That life to- together is better, yeah. and you know all those things. But just talk to us a little bit. Maybe give us a little bit of a summary of that sermon for those that maybe weren't here, didn't hear it, didn't listen, didn't watch. That yeah, the three points for that message were: you are meant to be, you're meant to be in community. Life together is better, and there's power in community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all built up basically to to that last point. Yeah, that there's power in community. So when we surround ourselves with godly people. Uh, when we surround ourselves in a community of believers and we get in a G group and, and that's where we believe, you know, people find community here at Generation Church. When we surround ourselves with godly people, man, there's power in that. When you can, you know, call on your brother and sister in Christ or call on your friend yeah. um, and, and kind of lean on them when you're going through a difficult time and, and, and you need someone to just, you know, extend a hand yeah. uh, and, and pick you up if, you know, you're fighting a battle and, you have someone that you can just pull alongside of you and they can fight with you. And when you yeah. want to give up and when you want to quit, you know, they don't let you. Yeah, I mean, they're good. they're they're calling you, you know, daily. Yeah. Uh, they're your 2 a.m., you know, phone call yeah. in the middle of the night when you're just struggling, yeah. you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, that you can just call and, you know, just lean on. It's good. And and when you have that, there's just this power. Yeah. And there's a sense of of uh, I'm not in it alone. Yeah, that's good. And so we truly do believe here at Generous Church that life is better together. Yeah. One, it really is more fun. Yeah. Like I have so much fun. I I can I definitely consider you know the staff you know my part of my core yeah. you know community. Um, I have so much fun with my community, but then also it I'm doing life together, and it makes my life so much better. Yeah. It makes makes the hard days a lot better. It makes yeah. you know the good times even better than than uh they could be. So well and I think, you know, I I, I agree a hundred percent, not just from the church standpoint, but also just life in general, mm-hmm. that yeah. there is power in community. Pastor Madeline, I, I didn't I didn't necessarily prompt you with this question, but like why do you think some people avoid community? Like what mm-hmm. are the barriers to community? What what makes it so difficult for sometimes for people 
believers, non-believers, like what are those things that make it difficult for us to really like find that community, dig into it, fight for it, believe for it? Like what what do you think? Yeah. Well, I think and I'm seeing it a lot in my generation specifically, like a fear of rejection almost mm-hmm. of like if I step into a room, are people going to love me for who I am? Are people mm-hmm. going to accept me? Is someone going to talk to me? Like right. there's like this anxiety and this fear that like that if they step into that space that like they're not going to be accepted and love for who that they are, which isn't true. It's a lie from the enemy, but like, but it does take that step um, and that like boldness to do that. And I think sometimes we shy away from taking that step. Yeah, that's good. Well, and I think, well, go ahead. I think that the enemy wants us to be in isolation. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're in isolation, man, I mean, you think about a herd, uh, a buffalo and yeah. you know a line like if, if a one buffalo is isolated by himself man yeah. he's easy to be attacked yeah. but if you're in a herd and you're surrounded by people it's it's a lot harder to be attacked you're right and so when you're in isolation the enemy you know plays mind games with you the enemy you know attacks you and it feels so much worse than mm-hmm. if you are in a community yeah. where people are encouraging you yeah you you, you just feel protected even more well, and I think you, you use the passage from Ecclesiastes, you know, two are better than one, yeah. and, you know, so you can help one another get up, you can mm-hmm. fight for one another, you got each other's back. But I, I also think sometimes the challenge when it comes to community is, I, this may sound judgmental, but like fake community, like mm-hmm. yeah. where it feels like, oh, I'm in relationship with you, but but there's not a depth there. There's no vulnerability. And there's no vulnerability. Yeah, we don't really level. open ourselves up to one another. And and Corey and I have said for a long time, like not everybody needs to know your junk, but somebody needs to know yeah. your junk. Like yeah. somebody in your life kind of needs to have full access to who you are and mm-hmm. what you're doing and how you're living. And and if you don't have that, then you really do have just a lot of surface and like very little depth, very mm-hmm. shallow relationships that make it difficult for you, even in with lots and lots of friends, to mm-hmm. feel like you still are by yourself. And yeah. so our hope is that in groups, in church, but even even beyond that, I don't want to just make it like about a program, even beyond that, that within the church family, that there is a depth that develops. Yeah. N- not the first time. You're not going to walk into your first G group meeting <laughs> or the first time you meet somebody or the 10th time, and they're going to know all your backstories and all the inside mm-hmm. jokes and mm-hmm. all your struggles yeah. and all your... But there is a hope that like as you stay in it and mm-hmm. as you talk together and, and communicate with one another... like that you open up more and more and more so that that there is this growing depth of that relationship. And I just think yeah. that's so important. Yeah. And I think what happens sometimes, and, I, and I'll indict me, what happens sometimes is we we start out and then we just are comfortable kind of leaving it at that shallow level. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to kind of small talk and yeah. it's easy to come in and eat and talk and say what we think we're supposed to say. Yeah. But man, if you would like really commit yourself to being the, Proverbs says, you know, a man who has friends must show himself friendly. Like mm, you got to be the kind of friend you want. Yeah. yeah. And that requires vulnerability. It requires courage and strength to, to kind of go first and yeah. be willing to be hurt or be, you know, like unfortunately like betrayed or left or whatever. But like, if you want that kind of depth of relationship, you've got to lead that way. Yeah. That's good. Um, and I think that's important for all of us because we all need it. Every yeah. single one of us. I was on the phone call yesterday with somebody and we were just talking about like, everybody needs that kind of friend. Everybody needs those kinds of friends. And I said the same statement you just said, said like, man, the enemy would love to isolate us yeah. Yeah. and to make us believe that there's nobody that understands. We can't talk or to anybody that, that, or that anybody mm-hmm. cares. My favorite verse in uh, in the New Testament is, is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, there's no temptation that seizes you or that comes against you except that which is common to man. And then we often quote like that second part. So this is my paraphrase, but it, like 
But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but will mm-hmm. provide a way for you to stand up or a way out of escape, depending yeah. on your translation. But I love that first part, and I've preached this so many times, especially when I was in student ministry. Like, there's no temptation. There's nothing that you face except that which is common. Mm-hmm. So it may not be that my struggle is your struggle, but somebody in our church is struggling with the same stuff I'm struggling yeah. with or you're struggling mm-hmm. with. But the enemy would try to make us believe nobody understands you. You're the only one going so through good. this. Nobody would believe you if you said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are going to judge you if you started like really bearing your soul to one another. There's no commonality. Every, no marriage is going through what your marriage mm-hmm. is going through. Nobody's kids are struggling with what your kids are struggling with. And I just think, man, when he tries to isolate us in that way and make us think we're abnormal, I think there's great like hope in our commonality. Yeah. You know, like we, 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 we have a lot in common, and that's really, really encouraging to mm-hmm. me that like, man— I can make it because somebody before me's made it. I can yeah. encourage someone else coming after me to make it. Um, so I love I love the importance of community. I thought the message was fantastic. Corey and I weren't here. Um, I said this Sunday, but we were we were at a, a church speaking on marriage, kind of out of our, our marriage book. But um, we listened to the service driving back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening. Corey was probably watching. I was not. I was eyes on the road. <laughs> but um, but we we listened on the way back, and uh, just a really great message. Thank and you. and uh, then this past Sunday, I finished the series. So we mm-hmm. kind of have we have these four kind of pillars for our church, and so know God and find community. We also talk about discovering purpose, yeah. and making a difference. We we merge those two together. So I told him like if I had a title, it, it wouldn't be discover purpose and make a difference. It'd just be like discover the difference. Yeah, like there's something <laughs> different that we can have. Um, and we talked a little bit about this idea that you have to believe that God has special purposes for you. Mm-hmm. You have to believe at the core of who you are. Again, the enemy's trying to make you believe something different, but you have to believe that God's got something special. He's called you, he's gifted you. And that's not just for like vocational ministers. Mm-hmm. Like that is people that are followers of Jesus Christ. Like we're called, we're a royal priesthood. Like mm-hmm. we have a purpose. There is something that God is destined for us. And if we believe that and we live in that way, then we recognize that God perfectly positions us. I use the story of Queen Esther. Mm-hmm. He perfectly positions us for such a time as this, that there are people praying for us, challenging us, encouraging, but we're in a position where we can make a change and make a difference. Yeah. And I asked this question at the end, but like, what if someone else's victory is because of you? Yeah. You know, because of your willingness to go stand before the king, because mm-hmm. of your willingness to believe that you're gifted or called or available in a moment at a Starbucks or a restaurant or on your job mm-hmm. or in your neighborhood, like, this is my moment. God needs me for that person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll start with you and then I'll maybe maybe Pastor Madeline, but for you personally or even just through our church family lens, like what what are you struggle with the most in those two thoughts? Or how do you believe, like how can we help people in our church believe they are called, gifted, mm-hmm. you know, on purpose, for a purpose, like God's called them to special things? And then how do we really open ourselves up to making a difference in the lives of other people? Yeah, I think, I think it's getting people to realize that like they do have a purpose. Like mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, you have, like you said, it's not just that you have to do this vocationally. Like you have to be a pastor yeah. to make a difference. You have to be a pastor to spread the gospel or to tell others. I think a lot of times people have this fear that if I share the gospel, I'm going to say something wrong. Yeah, sure. Like, and if they ask me questions, like I'm not going to know the answer to, and then I'm going to look yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I don't think it always, you know, the Bible talks about some, and sometimes if you have to use words, like, you know, let how you live your life, let your, you know, act of service, let the fruits of the spirit, like speak for, for your faith. And so I think people just realizing they have a purpose, they have 
uh, an opportunity to make a difference in people's yeah. lives, not just here at Generous Church, but then in their community, at their job site, like, and to shift their perspective, like, this is not just a job that I'm going to. Yeah. This is, this is like, this is the battlefield. Like, this is where I'm supposed to go. And, and, and God has placed me here yeah. to spread the gospel. And sometimes I may use words, yeah. but I'm going to let how I live my life, how I, how hard I work and my work ethic, ethic, uh, speak yeah, for, for myself. And I think people, you know, can definitely make a difference here at Generous Church, but there's hundreds of thousands of people that they run to at the grocery store. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hundreds of people that you pass that you can just take the time yeah. to, to just talk to and show that you care. Um, and through that, they're making this difference in people's lives and caring for them. It's good. Um, so I think pe- just getting people to know, like, man, they do have a purpose. Like yeah. they, they're placed here, you know, to yeah. make a difference, not just here at church, but then in the community, in their job, taking the trash out. Like yeah. you said on yeah. Sunday, yeah. It, you know, it made me think about the next day. Uh, well, uh, this morning taking the trash out, you know, I kind of looked yeah. at 6 a.m. There wasn't anybody outside, yeah. uh, but taking the trash out, man, it, it yeah. made me look at my neighbors differently. Like I'm, I'm position positioned in, in this neighborhood yeah. for a reason. Like, That's right. so I need to get to know my neighbors. I need, I need my neighbors to know who I am. That's good. Not, not what I do, yeah. but who I am and who I believe in most yeah. importantly. The I think the quote you're talking about is often credited to St. Francis of Assisi. It says, preach the gospel at all times, and yeah. if necessary, use words. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do think that like that's a challenge for all of us is to recognize like every action, every moment, every encounter, every conversation is an opportunity to preach the gospel or to declare, kind of shine light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we often focus on our words, and it's so funny to me because I do hear that so often. Mm-hmm. And I've said it, and I've I've probably struggled with that, but like, that we're afraid that if we start talking to someone about something spiritual or a spiritual conversation or the Bible, that they're going to ask us a Bible trivia question that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because it does seem like that we're, we're terrified they're going to ask us like the obscure questions, like, well, where did the dinosaurs live? And, yeah. and it's like, well, where does that fit in my theology? And where did, you know, yeah. but, but I do think it's okay if you open yourself up to be in a conversation and somebody asks you a question you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know. No yeah. one is expecting you to be a Bible expert or a spiritual scholar mm-hmm. in all things. I think it's okay to say like, hey, I'm on this journey and I don't know, let's find it together. Or yeah. let me ask my pastor, let me let me Google it and see if yeah. I can't find some credible resources to help us determine that answer. But I, I really think just something that might set people free, and I heard this a number of years ago and it really has a, really guided a lot of my conversations, spiritual conversations with people, is that I don't wanna miss the obvious while searching for the obscure. Mm. And I think sometimes what happens is like people are wanting to know this random question or yeah. this random fact. It's like, well, here's some obvious things that the Bible talks about. God loves you, mm-hmm. and God loves you so much, he sent Jesus Christ, and like there is a purpose, and there is a plan, and the enemy's working against us, but God is reconciling man, and like, let's just take those obvious things, focus on those in our conversations, and then in discipleship and spiritual growth, journey together mm-hmm. towards the depth of understanding as God and the Holy Spirit in us like reveals more and more of the truth to us, mm-hmm. but some of the things that we argue about, or some of the things we're afraid people are going to ask us about, they're not heaven and hell issues. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not even like cornerstone faith issues. They're usually either some random thing somebody wants to know just because they're curious or yeah, two, yeah. a conversation where someone's trying to trip us up. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say like, I don't know. Don't don't give an answer you don't know. Just yeah. be like, I don't yeah. know. Let's find it together. Mm-hmm. Give me 24 hours and I'll come back with an answer, you know, and yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. For, for you, you are 
investing in our children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So our G Kids ministry, like how do you help kids from an early age, like this idea of discovering purpose, making a difference? Like what does that look like in <clears throat> in kids' ministry? How are you helping kids know like they're fearfully and wonderfully made and yeah. God has a plan for their life? Like what does that look like in that context? Yeah. So I think something I'm seeing in, I mean, starts in the older generation down to the little ones, but like our instant gratification culture really comes in opposition to like purpose and mm-hmm. like calling. Um, because, you know, especially when I'm working with kids, honestly, I don't see a lot of fruit sometimes in kids' lives until they get older. Like sure. it is a long game. Like it doesn't happen tomorrow. I don't teach them how to love people. And then tomorrow I see them loving someone perfectly. Yeah. Like, you know, in all of us, it's a, it's a growth. It's a journey, like to becoming more like Jesus. And so, you know, um, so I just give kids like the next step, like what's the next step for you? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that in our baptism class on Sunday. Like why is baptism matter? Well, it's the next step in our faith journey. Like yeah. you take that next step, you can take the next one. That's you great. can take the next one. Um, and good. so with kids, like watching them grow in their faith, like, um, like for me, it's not a moralism thing. Like I want to, I want you to go home and read your Bible and then, you know, and then maybe when you go to school after you've read your Bible that morning, maybe that gives you the boldness and the courage to talk to a friend about church or, Mm -hmm. you know, or go sit with that kid who's alone at the lunch table. Um, and it's just taking small steps that lead to bigger ones, to more courage, to more boldness, to, um, step out in their faith. So yeah, that's kind of how I, that's great. I I love that. Well, I, I I love what you said when you were talking about, like, you don't always see the fruit. Mm -hmm. And I do think sometimes the challenge when you think about like, in the parental, you know, child relationship, we think about discipline mm-hmm. or in, in our spiritual growth, sometimes we think about like judgment, the judgment mm-hmm. of God and mm-hmm. having to repent. And, and I think sometimes we focus so much on that, that like we miss that like little fruit is still fruit. And so right. like celebrating that, affirming that it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm, I'm actually taking steps toward God today better than I did yesterday or the day before. Yes. And you were celebrating in our staff meeting yesterday about some kids that like just kind of went out of their way to like help uh, kids that were nervous for the Mm -hmm. first time coming in, Mm -hmm. like to sit with them and to celebrate. And and, like, that's some fruit of like growth and development. That's a big deal. Um, But also not just focusing on like when we get it wrong, but like celebrating the things that we get right. Yeah. um, Because we're trying to help them to own and personalize their faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that faith journey is this relationship with God. And so I I love that you referenced the baptism class. We'll kind of pivot away from even the sermon series, but you referenced the baptism class. We've had a number of salvations in our church at large, Mm -hmm. but especially even within our kids and youth. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, And so one of the things that you've done recently is kind of a salvation class, understanding what it means to be saved. Mm -hmm. And then why they should get baptized and what baptism is. You've had a number of families, like in a nutshell, like the 30-second version. Can you kind of like (laughs) tell us like what have you helped take these families and these, because parents come with their child to understand the decision they've made and to help them nurture that at home. Like what does that look like for us in G-Kids? Yeah, so it's a two-part class. Um, It's really cool. Salvation class focuses on what is salvation? How do I get saved? Um, And so we even talk about how Jesus on the cross had two sinners next to him. Um, And we talk about how the one sinner acknowledged, you know, one um, made fun of Jesus and then one acknowledged that Jesus was God's son. And he said, today you will be with me in heaven. Well, that man didn't come off the cross and make up for his wrongs. He never got to ask for forgiveness from the people he wronged. He never got to do good things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we talked about how salvation, you don't do good things to earn salvation. It is alone, only the fact that Jesus... Jesus died on the cross um, and asking for his forgiveness. And then in baptism class, we talk about how it's not magic water. It doesn't, you know, it's (laughs) not going to do something crazy to you or, you know, change anything in you. But um, baptism is what Jesus 
it's simply just obedience. He yeah. tells us to get baptized. So that's our first step. We have a ladder in the room. And so I, you know, I was like, how do I climb this ladder? And they were like, oh, you just get on the step. And so I put my foot all the way to the top. I was like, oh, so I just, so like, this step up here. And they're like, no, you know, like it's the first step at the bottom. And, yeah. you know, that's the first step in your faith journey is baptism. So. That's great. And I love just helping kids understand mm-hmm. salvation, but also baptism. Like it's, and, and what it signifies but also that it it's just a step. And yeah, we take that step, step and our magical. families and our church family is going to celebrate with us. And That's so good. I think it's phenomenal. And there's so much, just um, so many amazing things happening in G-Kids. And, yeah, it's been and, uh, really cool. And yeah. like having the parents come alongside them. I mean, we had two parents that are going to get baptized with their kids um, that signed up in the class and also an older brother it. that came to the class and got That's signed great. up. Um, My so daughter really cool. or son gets baptized. I'm hopping in. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, right. I'm jumping I'm, right in. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, uh, there I, I mentioned G Kids. There's so many great things that are taking place, but um, this coming Sunday is mm-hmm. Student Takeover Day, and so Let's we'll go. have some kids and youth that'll be serving in, and we have a number of students that serve every week, whether that's mm-hmm. worship team, yeah. production, even in G Kids, you have a number of you a know bunch, middle and yeah. high school students that serve in those areas. But um, this Sunday, we're going to really highlight that as we also honor and recognize our our graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have that. That's going to be an exciting day. You and Pastor Carson are going to speak. I'm excited about oh, that. Yeah. Very excited um, about that. And then the next Sunday is Mother's Day, and so mm-hmm. again, a, a, a kind of a family piece to that. Yeah. Um, Corey and I will be sharing on Mother's Day, but I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, just as we honor and celebrate moms, but we also recognize, and and, and Corey mentioned this yesterday as we were kind of talking through some of the plans for that day, like it, there's a lot of emotion for Mother's Day. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's brand new moms, like this yeah. is your first Mother's Day with your yeah. child in your arms, you know? Um, but the idea too that like like myself, some people have lost a mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that carries some different emotions, yeah. you know? So it's a reflective day and I want to honor my wife and as the mother of our children. And so there's a lot of emotions, but it's going to be a really special day. Yeah. Um, and then as we wrap up May over the next few weeks, because the 21st is baptism mm-hmm. and then we go into Memorial Day weekend, we'll have a, a special day there. But um, then we get into the summer and summer is a time in our church where it's like, Family ministries, connection, mm-hmm. fellowship, hanging out, the fireworks, and yeah. coming together—all that kind of stuff. But a um, couple of things that we're doing in family ministry specifically, we've got middle school, high school, grade school youth camp. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in the month um, of June. so that's coming up. Love that's camp. that's all in June. Um, and so that, that that's all the information's on our website, so mm-hmm. you can go and register your child. I do know that uh, I think you were telling me that the registration date, kind yes, of the ending the for deadline. that, is the deadline. The there month. we go. End of the month, end of May. Yes. So, you know, sign we up. want to make sure Please they don't miss up. out. So <laughs> sign up. We'll, we'll help get your kids there. It's going to be fantastic. But then we're also doing Vacation Bible School yes. later in the summer. Talk to us a little bit about Vacation Bible School. Yes. So I've had lots of questions about VBS yeah. um, for people who never heard of it. So, yeah. But VBS is like you, if you sign your kids up, it's in July, 10th through the 13th. Um, we're actually going to do it at night yep. to mm-hmm. help um, with parents that work. So it'll be 6 to 8.30. Um, but basically, you are bringing your kids to just enter into a whole new universe. Like everything is decorated. It's mm-hmm. going to be a space theme this summer. Um, but like it it's is going to be out of this world. It's going to yeah. be out of this Ooh, world. Let's yeah. Go. Come, on. Come, on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so awesome. That's great. Um, everything is decorated. Like, you know, kids are, it's just a very exciting time. Um, but basically the way that it's built is, um, kids rotate to all these different rotations. There's, you know, there's a game rotation, there's, um, a craft and like really cool object lesson rotation, the, mm-hmm. the 
a storytelling rotation. Rotation. So it's just like a really fun way to just integrate the gospel in, in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, they're building their crafts, but they're talking about the lesson for the day, and then they're watching this skit. But it's and it's funny and engaging. But it has to do with a point in the lesson for the day. Um, and so it's gonna be super fun. That's great. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited about. All summer. I know we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote an article yesterday for a local magazine, and I was talking about summer. So, I mean, mm-hmm. my mind's already transitioning to summer. Uh, <laughs> but I am excited about camp and vacation Bible school and, and those kind of things. But yeah. the next few weeks are going to be fantastic. I hope you'll join us in person. If you can't be with us in person, join us online at g.church, uh, Facebook, and YouTube, and all of those things. But uh, thank you guys so much. This was a great conversation today. I'm really, yeah. I'm really thankful for the conversation we had. So until next time, between the Sundays, God bless. We'll see you soon. See you guys. See you.